It's really good to be back and search the scriptures today. We appreciate so much you tuning in. We appreciate your time spent with us each day on Search the Scriptures, and we're thankful that you're there. We really do think about you and care about you, and we really do pray for you diligently. We care about your soul's salvation. And bottom line, what this program is all about is striving to bring God glory by teaching people his word accurately and effectively. And we pray that that is how you are seeing the accomplishments of this program in your personal life. We hope that it's making a difference for good for you. We hope that it's bringing you closer to God as you grow in your knowledge of his teachings communicated to us in his word. And we hope and we pray that you are coming to the point where you're getting ready to make your decision to follow God his way. It's good to be back with Dennis Stackhouse and, Bo and Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be here with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program studying with you and studying again with our listening audience. While you were talking, Gary, I couldn't help but think about the Bible and how great a book it is and how crucial it is for our lives. Many books written by men and women come and go, and some of them rise to such greatness that they even get our attention, but they slip away and get stored on the bookshelves with so many books that have been great or that have been not so great. But the Bible is the only one that rises to the occasion of every aspect of our lives and speaks to us and prepares us for our future if we will have it, if we will live by it, and if we will learn about God from it. It's good to be on the program also with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm delighted to be with you both today once again on the program. Boy, and how right you are, Duane, when you're talking about God's Word in the way that you did just a moment ago. And it uh, reminds me of something that I believe is of real importance to all of us. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, the prophet said, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Amen. Now just think about if we were placed in a position where God provided no guidance for us. I believe that's what Jeremiah is talking about there. Man in and of himself cannot direct or guide his own steps. He needs something or someone higher, wiser, more intelligent than he is. And that's God. That's right. And it's God's word. How blessed we are to have that Bible to guide us as we try to make our way through this earthly life. And hopefully, as both of you have alluded to, the information we're providing to you on Search the Scriptures is going to help you in that endeavor. Help you to understand God's Word more fully, more completely, and also help you understand what you need to do in response to it. Amen. And you know, we want to talk about this very line of thinking as we begin a new line of study today. We hear a lot these days on the radio, maybe on TV as well, about people who have written books that are now bestsellers. That happens continually, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. So-and-so just wrote a book named such-and-such, 
which is on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm -hmm. And some of those are fairly short-lived as far as their highest ranking position on that bestseller list. Some of them last for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And some of them last on that list for a very long time. But ultimately, they all come off. Why? Now, if I were to ask all of our listeners today, if we were in a room together and uh, we had the opportunity to have some, you know, give and take question and answer session, and I said, who knows what the number one bestseller today is on the New York Times bestseller list? I wonder how many would be able to raise their hand and tell me what it was. Hmm. Whatever time, period of time, we might ask this question. Mm -hmm. Do you know what was the number one bestseller last year at this time? I suspect that nobody can answer that. Now, I could answer any time, any day, any week, any month, any year, what is the number one best-selling book in this nation. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always the same. Mm -hmm. And that is the Bible. That's right. Now, some people might be scratching their head and and, and skewing their face a little bit, say, what? I, I haven't heard that. It's, I've heard about so-and-so, this political book, or maybe this talk show host wrote a book, and it's the number one bestseller. I, I don't think you're right. It, the Bible? I never hear about that. That's because it's so consistently the number one bestseller that the critics and those who make up the list, they just don't list it anymore. <laughs> they, you know, for whatever reason, they got tired of writing it down, number one, every single time, every day of every year, every week of every month. Or maybe there's some inherent bias against writing the Bible. I don't know. But it is the number one best-selling book always. Mm -hmm. always always has been every sure single will. year it's the number one best-selling book mm -hmm. it's so consistently so they just don't list it anymore that's right now there's a reason why it is the number one best-selling book and it doesn't matter how stridently the critics might try i should say its critics might try to put it down and demean its truthfulness, it is the number one best-selling book because of the quality and character of its writings and the fact that so many people accept it as being the Word of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is a book that is different from any other book that has ever been written. That's right. Stands head and shoulders and then some beyond anything else that it might be compared to, any other body of literature. The Bible is God's word. Now, what I also want to try to get across, all of us in this particular series of studies, is that it's not just the God's it's not just God's word on some theoretical basis. It is God's word in fact. And as such, it is rich with truths that can help us in our daily lives 
as well as prepare us for eternal life. Mm -hmm. The Bible is filled with common sense and practical teachings that can help us as we live our lives day by day. That's right. Over and over and over again, the Bible's truths are there and they will help us. Mm -hmm. Let's look at some examples and over the next few days, we're just going to kind of skim through the teachings of scripture and pick out a whole bunch of these practical instructions and guidelines to help us in our daily lives not only in this life, but also to prepare for eternity. Mm-hmm. Now let's start by laying a little bit of foundational groundwork. And let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 16 and 17? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, Dwayne, when it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, what does that mean? God breathed as if coming out of his mouth the way I am talking right now. My breath is producing the words, and God's breath produced these words. So they are his very words. Exactly. And so then it goes on and says, as a result of scripture being God's very words, it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. So someone might say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all religious stuff. Not just religious stuff. Right. Living your daily life again. Now, what we need to, to, get, to, the, to get to understand is realistically, we do not have different compartments in our life. Religious stuff being part of or one of those compartments. Right. Christianity should be all of our life. Mm-hmm. It should encompass everything. Yes. Govern, guide, direct every other part of our life. Exactly. It's a lifestyle. It is. It is. Now, so all of those teachings there, those doctrinal teachings, they can help us in our daily life as well as get us prepared for eternity. Mm-hmm. Most basic, of course, is when we find someone asking that most fundamental of all questions, what must I do to be saved? Dennis, how about reading Acts chapter 2, verses 37 and 38? Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's no more basic and fundamental, no more important or pressing question than that one. What must I do? Mm -hmm. And the understanding is to be saved. And so Peter tells him, repent, be baptized in the name of Christ for the remission of sins. Now, that is the most important question that can be asked, it is dealt with on a central basis within Scripture. Yes. But at the same time, the Bible was filled, as I've said, with timeless principles to live by. Principles, whether you think so or not, that will make your life more productive 
more purposeful, more meaningful, more enriched, and more satisfying. Yes. Let's look at a bunch of these particular scriptures as we go through this study. How about turning to Numbers chapter 32? And Dwayne, how about reading verse 23? But if you do not do so, then take note. You have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Boy, be sure your sin will find you out. Now, Moses is making this statement to the tribes of Reuben and Gad just before the nation of Israel is set to cross the Jordan River and begin their conquest of the promised land. Right. And Reuben and Gad, their tribes say, you know, we would rather live on this side of the river. This is good land for what we, you know, our flocks and herds and everything. We'd like to stay right here, but we'll go ahead and cross the river with you and help you fight the battles until you've cleared out all the enemies there, mm-hmm. help you help you take the land for your inheritance if you let us live on this side of the river afterwards. And Moses says, okay, but if you don't follow through with what you said you would do, if you don't follow through on your commitment, then be sure your sins will find you out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, they do follow through. They do. To their credit, okay? Now, the principle, though, is what we're looking at. Be sure your sins will find you out. Mm-hmm. I remember the story that somebody told me, and this was supposedly a true story. Perhaps all of us, including most of our listeners, could relate to this in some way or another with instances and people whom we've known in our past. But there was this uh, car parked in a, I, I think perhaps a... Uh, a restaurant parking lot or some, you know, some public place like that. And apparently in that, re- in that parking lot, they had logs put up in front of the parking spaces that uh, served as something of a barrier, you know, so the cars wouldn't go too far mm-hmm. past their parking space. And uh, this particular car, apparently, the driver put it in, forward instead of reverse to back out of the parking lot and he went over the log well then he was stuck see because Mm -hmm. two wheels were over the log and two wheels were on the other side of the log and he was trying to probably spinning tires and going backwards and forwards changing gears from forward to reverse over and over again trying to get back over that log well he did that so much that people started coming out of the restaurant to see what was going on you know, maybe something was wrong. They might be able to help. And they started walking toward the car. And then they said, who is that in that car? Is that old Jed? And who is that woman with him? It wasn't Jed's wife. Hmm. It was some other woman. And you see, their sins found them out. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't intend for that to happen, but that's what happened. Their sins found them out. That's the principle that we need to get across here. On a practical living basis, you think you can live in sin without your sin eventually finding you out? Mm -hmm. And how many times have people found this principle to be exactly true? Yes. 
And you know there's a good reason for that, Gary, in this verse as well. Uh, Moses is telling the people, take note, you have sinned against the Lord. If they did not follow yeah, through. if they yeah. didn't follow through on what their commitment was. They were sinning against the Lord. And certainly, that just amplifies the fact that their sin was going to find them out. Because they were doing it against God. Right. Yes. And he's not going to miss it. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's hard. Some people, they'll tell a lie to try to cover something up, some sin perhaps. Mm -hmm. Now they've sinned by telling the lie as well as committing the sin they're trying to cover up with the lie. Mm -hmm. And then they find out later they've got a lie again to cover up the lie that they told to cover up the sin. Yes. And then they've got a lie again to cover up the first two lies that they told to cover up the sin. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to be so involved that they easily start forgetting what lies they told up here that now they've got a lie to cover up. Mm -hmm. And eventually their sin finds them out. Yes, that's right. And how many teenagers have tried to put things over on their parents only to get caught somewhere in the process? Be sure your sins will find you out. How many couples were like Jed and that woman in the car with him to whom he wasn't married who have thought they were keeping some illicit sexual affair secret only to have their sins find them out in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Dennis, how about turning to Psalm 139 and reading the first 12 verses there. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. Dwayne, in those first six verses, the writer, the psalmist, is talking about how God knows everything about us. Yes. Is there anything in our mind that God does not know? He knows everything about us. He is our creator. He sees our past. He sees our future. He knows our present. There's nothing hidden from him. Even our thoughts. Yes. There is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Just amazing. So you're saying that there's nothing that is hidden from God's eyes about us, even the unspoken things about us. He knows everything. 
Correct. Now, Dennis, in the last six verses there, verses 7 through 12, he says there's no place we can hide from God. Exactly right. We cannot go far enough into the heavens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we cannot go deep enough into a cave. Mm -hmm. We cannot somehow take a submarine far enough into the depths of the ocean. There's no place we can hide from God. No, we can't dissolve into the night, so to speak, because God sees even there. There's a word that we use to describe a character, this character, characteristic of God, Dwayne, that is omniscience. What does that mean? All-knowing. Mm -hmm. All-knowing and all-seeing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it, it's like, again, little children think their parents are. How'd you know that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they think their parents just, you know, somehow they know everything they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, even though they're trying to hide a lot of it. But with God, it really is the truth. He knows everything about us, mm -hmm. everything we do, even the things that we have conceived in our minds to do before we do them. Right. He knows everything. Yes, he does. You know, the Hebrews writer put that very well, I think, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. He said, There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Yes. Dwayne, how about turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 5? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Yeah, to him to whom we must give account, Dennis. Yeah. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, we read a statement in Scripture that for us who are trying to hide sin from God ought to be chilling for us. What does that say, Dwayne? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Mm -hmm. And now there, Duane, it says, we'll receive the things done in our body, in whether our body. good or bad. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're not going to escape that day, are we? No. No, not one of us. Now, that is about as clear-cut a fashion to get across the point that we read earlier back in, in Numbers, that Moses was trying to warn the tribes of Reuben and Gad about, Numbers 32 and verse 23, be sure your sins will find you out. They will find us mm -hmm. out. For every single one of us, our sins will find us out. Mm -hmm. We will all appear before that judgment seat of Christ in the final day of judgment, and our sins will find us out. Whatever we have not repented of and properly sought forgiveness for, they'll find us out. My friends, there's no need for you to face that final day in dread without having repented, without having been forgiven of your sins. Why don't you contact us today and we'll send you that free Bible study we always offer and you can learn how you can be forgiven and be ready for that final day of judgment and be ready to hear the words, enter in to the joys of the Lord. Why not contact us right now?